The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL Podcast, I'm Will Brinson, I'm your host. It is time for some betting trends. Looking ahead to week 17. Can't believe it's already week 17. Joining me to break it down, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? How are we doing? What's going on, Will? How you doing? Long I'm time good. no talk. I know. It's been like, uh, it's been at least 24 hours. Yeah. When did, when did oh, Hackett get fired? I don't think hours. it has. When did Hackett get fired? That was like a new oh, no, no, We talked after Hackett got fired. Right, right. No, we talked twice yesterday. I know. Look at us. Yeah, look at us. Welcome to welcome to holiday hell. Um, just kidding. Um, yeah, this be uh, yeah. It's weird. The week. This is why again, like, and not to belabor the point here, but like Christmas on a Saturday and Sunday is it's like I would vastly prefer it to be on like a Tuesday Wednesday. Oh yeah, for sure. Because then the NFL doesn't move the schedule. You have the normal games. You know, and look, I mean, I get it. People, like, it's, it's great. Christmas football is fantastic for if you don't have to cover football. But then it's like you do the basic football, and then it's like, okay, now we get our two holiday days. And you can push one back to Tuesday or Wednesday if you want, or maybe Wednesday, Thursday. I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, it, now it's like, it's like Christmas, it was Saturday, Sunday. It's like a lot of the world is just not like, like my brother didn't work. In, my dad's yeah. like, I might work this week. And then yeah, now I'm a lot like, of sorts. It kind of feels like Thanksgiving, right? Because it was like, there was three games on. It's it's just a lot of moving around. I'm all out of sorts this week. It's crazy. Right. Well, it's like I feel like I'm supposed to be like allowed to not work this week, but as it turns out, that's not the case at all. No, no, I don't think we can do that. Well, but like, there's a lot of people out there who aren't working. Yeah, no, they're off my, work. Yeah, no, my my fiance had the Monday off, obviously, because that was like the the holiday. I mean, it's just and, and like she's working today, but I, it's it, it sounds like it's a mail in type of yeah. Like there would be like I was like, can we just not do the the uh, press coverage show it's like no there's a okay. lot of let's kick let's kick it to the new year emails going around i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like in the, i feel like in the real world people are not working yeah and don't don't be wrong I mean, there are a lot of people working i understand i don't mean that I just mean like 
Like, you know, anyway, I'll come off of sounding. We're, we're working. We're blue collar. So we're working that's, hard. That's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Let's get down to some betting trends and look at, um, you know, the other thing we should do at, um, is talk about the clinching scenarios too yep. while we're here, because I do think that those are important for betting purposes. There's a lot going on in the, uh, the NFL for week 17. And so uh, let's sort of loop these in as we, we look at this. Um, Buffalo has clinched the AFC East and can clinch home field advantage and the only first round buy with a win against New England, or excuse me, excuse me, with a win against Cincinnati on Monday night in Cincinnati and a Kansas City loss. Now, this is interesting because there's a lot of motivation, Sully, for the Bills to win. But as you pointed out in, uh, as we were planning our, our thing, the Bengals are on quite the tear against the spread. Yeah, they, they are just, they are the best team to bet on wire to wire this season. 12 and 3 against the spread. That's better than anybody in the NFL. That includes a 5 and 1 ATS mark at home. And they're getting a point here with the Buffalo Bills. And you talk about playoff scenarios and all of that, too. Cincinnati is not only playing for to secure the division and, and kind of keep themselves in that mix and not let Baltimore catch them, but there is an outside chance that they become the number one seed. They would need to beat Buffalo and then I believe have Kansas City drop a game because then they would all be even with their records and it would be head-to-head tiebreakers, which obviously Cincinnati would then have one over Buffalo and had one over Kansas City earlier in the year with their win. So there's a lot to play for with Cincinnati. And just to give you a a couple more trends here with Buffalo, they've covered 57.1% of their games on the road this season, but they are one in four against the spread in their last five games against teams with a winning record. So they're blowing out bad teams, like you saw last week against Chicago in Chicago. But when it's a little bit of a a more elite team, it's the, the games are a little bit tighter. I can even argue that it's surprising to see that the the Bengals are, are aren't favored here. Yeah. Um. Breach Breach immediately had on our bet on our on our early odds show on Sunday had the Bengals circled as a possible best bet. I said I thought that the line could move and that Cincinnati would end up being favored. And so if you like the Bengals, you know now's the time to take them on the money line because you're getting plus money. You don't have to lay any sure. juice. I think I, I would unless barring you know some kind of injury. And Joe Burrow and that offense have been fantastic. They're at home. It's a Monday night. It's a primetime game. This is where you don't want to bet against Joe Burrow. Now, it's yeah. Josh Allen and the Bills. So, I mean, like, they can come in and be fantastic. But the reality is it wouldn't be shocking at all if, if the Bengals won this game. Also worth noting that um, this is, depending on when you play your fantasy finals and depending on whether you're in, involved in best ball tournaments or not. And uh, I should note that I got one through I got one through the finals on the big dog. Um, yeah. 64 teams left. Winner gets a hundred grand. Wow! Yeah, and I got I got I got Joe Burrow and T Higgins in that one too. So it's like I haven't seen, we they haven't processed like the, all the teams through. Good week last week with that. Yeah, had a had TJ Hawkinson as well. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, we had a yeah. It was actually kind of a sweat free uh, advancement to the finals, which was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> but the I would I mean I don't know if a hundred grand is enough to make me not show up to work, <laughs> but I mean, I will definitely show up really, really hungover. <laughs> that's really, that's worth a personal day. Maybe. I don't know. It's yeah. not a, 
It's I'm, not probably a, taking, I'm probably taking. I'm probably taking. We're probably not doing the press coverage show on Monday. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. A, it's not a full-on double freedom <laughs> fingers, and you're you're moving to an island, but you're right. taking a day off. Right, right, right. Well, so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no island. Um, actually, I guess it would be. It would be that Monday night. It would be. Well, see, that's the thing. Is like. I mean, how many fan, how many teams in the fantasy finals that are playing in week 17 or how many teams in this best ball league are going to have Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Devin Singletary, you know, Gabe Davis, Joe Burrow. I mean, it's, it's so many huge players in this game. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, kudos to the NFL for getting this one right on a Monday night this late in the season with so much at stake. Um, you know, I, I love Cincinnati in the spot, but I don't think you can definitively say like, they're just going to win. I mean, you right. can you can love the Bengals, but I mean, either team could take this one down. Worth pointing out that L. Collins, ACL, out for the year. Massive yeah. injury for Cincinnati. And I, I do wonder how much that second half against New England shifted things because for whatever reason, and it, it really was so weird. Obviously, I watched that entire game. I was covering it for the site, and it's the Patriots, so I was watching it. Yeah, I think it was, it at, it was, it- it was in Foxborough. Yeah. And it was amazing. The Marcus Jones pick six completely put the game on its head in Cincinnati. It almost looked like some sort of like Freaky Friday situation where these two teams just absolutely switched and they were moving the ball. And I'll say New England was getting a lot of lucky breaks there. I mean, the, the Jacoby Myers touchdown that was a tip throw ridiculous. Was, was just insane. It was, you know, that's just a lucky break. I mean, the first half it looked like, wow, Joe Burrow wants to steal the MVP. Yeah, and because that's what it was looking like. I mean, it was looking like maybe the worst loss in recent memory for the New England Patriots in that first half, twenty-two to nothing. And you know, the defense stood up, and that was that was great. But there were some lucky kind of plays there that put points on the board for New England. So, you know, I don't know if I want to put too much stock into like, oh, they had this crazy collapse, and that's maybe why that they're these dogs now against Buffalo. It was kind of circumstantial to me. I put more stake in the in the Collins injury than I do maybe that second half collapse or near collapse. Yeah, I think that's. I think the Collins injury is a big deal. And by the way, I don't know. I don't know if you could see it from the press box, but um, on television, it was like he's, he's his season's over. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's already uh, ACL. I think it's, it's no, no. I'm saying like the second that he went down to the ground. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You well, there were like multi, like two Patriots were like screaming at the sideline, like you like. You, you know, it's one of those things when you know when you see like the the opposing like the team the opposing players are like immediately immediately yelling for trainers. You know that it's it's a season season yeah, ending injury. Ah, it stinks bad. I mean, um, Tampa Bay can clinch the NFC South with a win over the Carolina Panthers. Um, if the Panthers win, the Panthers then need to win in Week 18. To clinch. Yes, that's how regardless I regardless of what Tampa Bay does. So, but Tampa Bay can clinch. Uh, and you look at this game, Sully, and um anything pop to you in terms of uh oh, oh my, what is it? What is it? What what, what is Tampa got going on here? So so this is what's interesting is that you know, Tampa's lane three, lane a field goal at Raymond James Stadium under standard any circum- home, standard home field advantage. Right? right. And if you had said that going into the year, you're like, wow, this is, you know, I would like $4 million on the Buccaneers. Absolutely. But I'll tell you this. And I, I think this is flying a little bit under the radar. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not have an ATS win at home this season. And that inc- it's just, it's the only team in the NFL that does not have an ATS win at home. They're the worst team to bet on. Oh, six and one. I'll tell you that that includes a game in Germany because they were technically considered the home team. But even if you throw that one out, because technically it was neutral site, right. you're talking about 05 and one at wow. Raymond James stadium this year. You, you wouldn't expect that, especially because it feels like that's a good home field advantage for them. But 
it's just the way that this team has been playing right now. And, and it's so funny. You go back to back to week seven, the Carolina Panthers were a 13-point underdog. At home. At, at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's, that's still the largest upset that we've seen this season. And now it's going into a three – it's shrunk so much to three points – and I mean that's a that's essentially that's a like a fifteen point swing, right? What would be well if you flip the home field advantage, it'd be like eight, it'd be like minus eighteen. So yeah, it's like a fifteen point swing. Insane, and so that's crazy. It's just you know now and you in it's crazy, but like the buck the, the Panthers have just been playing better football. I know that the Buccaneers won, and it was great. You know that's great to see the you know Tom Brady pull out another one, but it's not like they were willing themselves to victory. It wasn't like it was Tom Brady last year in the divisional round or whatever it was against the against the Los Angeles Rams, and he's chucking his way all over the field. He didn't play great, and this team terrible. hasn't looked great. Horrible watching that. I fell asleep twice during that game. Like, it's hard to feel good about coming out of that victory if you're a Buccaneers fan because you needed overtime to and, – and really just a botched kind and, of – And the previous win, you, had, you needed, like, two touchdowns in the last, like, minute, like, like three like yeah. three minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, for me, it, it, this one feels okay, – It's I, Carolina, Carolina plus three is minus 115, yeah. so it's possible it gets under yeah. the three. If you like the Panthers now, I like the Panthers a lot. I here. did too. I think Carolina just wins the game outright. And then – could absolutely see the Panthers like choking in week 18. Yeah. Creatively, but, um, yeah. I mean, the Bucs have been bad against the spread. The Bucs have been bad at football in general. And Tom Brady looks disinterested and Miz on the field at like all times. Like, like in a way you never, except for like maybe 2019 in, in New England, like you just have never seen him like that in his entire career. He just, he looks absolutely miserable out there. They can't connect on passes. They're not on the same page. They can't, like, the deep ball is not there. He threw, he's throwing picks all over the place. And, I mean, even in that comeback, Will, it was it wasn't like they they had like one or two. They played terrible plays, the whole game, Sully. But the only way that they were moving the football primarily was throws out to the flat to Rashad White or or Leonard Fournette. There were no real chunk plays that were able to put them over the top, and that's been their Achilles' heel pretty much all seasons. Why him and Mike Evans have just been so out of sorts. I think that this team misses. A Rob Gronkowski, a legit Absolutely. threat over the seam. Because Kate Otten, he was making a number of mistakes in that game. You, you know, he's so he's a he's a yeah, I mean, you know, young he's player. A, he's tight end. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> figure it out. But it's that to me is the biggest X factor in this because there's nothing over the middle up the seam that Tom Brady loves to throw to. That's been their biggest weakness so far, and so I, I don't see it changing anytime soon. Yeah, and that Gronk up the seam opens up everything else on the outside exactly. because they can't. You can't drop coverage there because then you leave the seam open and Tom Brady just smokes it up and, and he and Gronk have had that timing down so well. Yeah, I think that's probably a good point. Um, I lean towards the Panthers. The yeah. This is where it gets interesting too. Philadelphia. Well, actually, you know what? We can talk about the we'll talk about the Jacksonville. Oh, so, no, we'll talk about Philly. Philly. Uh, so Philly clinches the NFC East title with a win or a Dallas loss. They also clinch home field advantage and the, the first round by in the NFC with a win, a tie plus a Minnesota loss, or a Dallas loss or tie plus a Minnesota loss plus a San Francisco loss or tie. So a lot going on there. Um, just from a betting perspective, does anything stand out to you with those teams? We got Vikings at Packers, uh, quite notably, uh, with with the Packers trying to you know get back involved into into the uh, into the into the, the playoff hunt. Um, anything stand out with those matchups? Because because in other words, like all all of those teams are still fighting. Like Dallas is still fighting 
for the division. Yeah. The, 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 the Vikings are still fighting for the one seed. You know, Philly wants to push down the Saints draft pick, and they also want to clinch home field advantage in the bye. So it's like this Jalen Hurts thing is like whether or not who's going to play and who plays all banged up is this is not a case where it's like you can just casually rest everybody and just assume right. you'll be fine. Yeah, I think Philly and in, in in Dallas and that whole NFC East thing is interesting. But for me, the one that I find just hilarious is the Vikings-Packers game. The Packers are laying three points to a team that is the clear cut, already clinched the division. It's just when you look at the records – it's so funny. It, just to kind of, again, every team's different. It's, you know, not all records are created equal. But it's almost like the Patriots laying three points against the Buffalo Bills. Or you or, or you look at the Kansas City Chiefs laying points to, say, the Las Vegas Raiders. I you mean, know? a 7 and 8 team is laying three at home against so a, funny how a, that a looks. 12 and 4, uh, yeah, 12 and 3 Vikings team. I mean, it's crazy. It, to me, it's just. And it's yet. Crazy. And yet, <laughs> who would you take? I mean, exactly. It's, it's, like, it's, I just continue to say that this Vikings team is fool's gold. They're ripe to be plucked in the first round. It just, it just feels that way because they keep getting in these one-score games. And credit to them, they keep coming out and winning them. So you got to give them that. They were able to beat you know the, the Giants last week on the last second. But it just doesn't feel like this is an elite team in the NFL, even though the record would say that they, they certainly are. And so with me, the Packers, they just feel like they have a little bit more – momentum like legitimate like okay they're kind of sneaky scary all of a sudden for whatever reason it seems to be clicking with with the wide receivers the rookie wide receivers starting to emerge the defense playing a little bit better they obviously had three interceptions off two of last week i i kind of like the packers in this spot as crazy mm -hmm. as it sounds and historically they they've done well green bay nine and four against the number in their last 13 games against minnesota um, I was going to point out. I was just going to look and see what Justin Jefferson's average over the against the. Uh, he's three and two in, in his five games against the Packers. Um, Thirty nine targets, twenty eight catches, four touchdowns in those five games, and ninety two point six yards per game, which is really stout. I mean, like when you look at his game logs, it's actually not one of his better like full blown game logs. But when you factor it out, factor in that it's over five games, it's pretty impressive. My my, my theory was going to be. You know, can the Packers lock up, or do they match up well with the with the Vikings because they can put Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson, yeah. and then you know just kind of clog the running lanes and try and slow him down? I just don't think it matters with Justin Jefferson a whole lot. He's just that good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Green Bay's defense has played better the last two weeks. Certainly, that second half against Miami was closer to what we saw against the Rams the week before. And, and you know, the first half, it's like, oh well, that Rams game was just a, a myth and like a lie. Um, Aaron Rodgers still isn't playing great. But he's playing good enough, and I, I do think it's. I think it's really tough to go down to Miami and win on Christmas Day. Like that's not an easy play. That's not an easy spot to go win in. And now that's like everything's in front of you. Just win two game, two division games at home. I love the Packers in this spot, and I think you pointed out um, that the what are the the Packers are nine and four against the spread. In their last thirteen against Minnesota. Yes, it's a different Minnesota team. Uh, they got them in, in week week one, but Green Bay's on a heater right now, and. I'll, I'm definitely back in the Packers here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It just feels like the momentum and everything is going in their direction. It's one of the, maybe the best home field advantages in the NFL Lambeau field. I, I just think that this is one of those scenarios where as crazy as it sounds, because of the records, you would think that at this time of the year, outside of maybe resting starters or something along those lines, that Minnesota should be a favorite here even on the road. But Or they could pick them at worst. Right, but looking at the way that these teams are getting to this game, I don't know how you go away from the Packers at this point.
Yep. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll look at some more spreads and discuss whether or not the Jaguars and the Titans will rest their players. Next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're watching on uh, on YouTube, you just saw a uh, Paramount Plus clip for Top Gun Maverick. I got goosebumps the entire time during that commercial. Like that was. I'm psyched because really- I haven't seen it yet, and I've oh been dying God, to see it. Nuts? I know, I know. It's you're so a Paramount crazy. employee, you get it for free. I know. Well, now I got it, so I'm excited. I'm ready. Oh, because it hadn't been on Paramount Plus until recently. Yeah, it was recent. I think it was over the holiday weekend. It came. Oh, okay, okay. Out. So, I mean, you know, we've been busy. If you but- can go see it in the movie theater. Yeah, I, I guess use Paramount Plus for sure. I mean, I wouldn't wait to watch it. I just watched it on Paramount Plus. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not a huge movie theater guy. I'll go. I haven't been in a while. I see the Marvel movies and stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, I saw I saw Top Gun on my birthday with my parents because I was just happy to be in High Point, and so like we went and saw oh. that. And like, yeah, I, I tried to go see the Marvel movies, but like if they, if they if they put it on Disney Plus, like I'm pretty um uh I'm pretty I, I'm more than likely going to just like fire it up at home and yeah oh yeah for sure you wait yeah. you wait it out yeah like I mean yeah I just happened to go see Maverick uh I've. Oh, yeah, anyway, I guess I didn't shoot. Oh, yeah, if it's on Paramount Plus, highly recommend watching. For sure. It is so freaking good. Uh, if you need a, if you want Paramount Plus, go uh, go fire up. I think you get free, first month free. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. There's some kind of deal. Go check out ParamountPlus.com. Got a ton good, of great Good little belated there. Christmas gift for you. There you go. Maverick. Top Gun. Uh, it's really, really good. Like, I watched it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Um, so the Titans and the Jaguars are not playing each other this week. But, Sully. The games that they are playing in do not matter for them whatsoever. The Jaguar, the Titans are hosting the Cowboys on Thursday night. As we mentioned, Dallas still very much in the hunt for the NFC East. And because they play Thursday, they won't be able to know what the Eagles do on Sunday at 1 o'clock when they play the Saints. The Jaguars are at the Texans on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And, you know, I, I, I think we were making the – you can make the compelling case – and I don't think the head coaches would disagree with us that you could quite easily, uh, you know, sit your sit your players. And we've seen the the line for the Titans who are at home uh, already tick up to Cowboys minus ten. It was minus nine and a half on Sunday. Mike Vrabel has stated he would be willing to rest his players. The Jaguars are four point favorites at Houston. Yet to hear from Doug Peterson on that matter. But I mean, I just sort of wonder from a betting perspective, like. If I am like I am getting on the Cowboys minus ten early, if I can, you could take the put the Cowboys money line into money line parlays pretty easily minus four eighty. You know it's on the road. I mean it's a, you know, you're laying a lot, but you know you can you know if you, if, you, if you see some other stuff you like that you think will work out, especially like around bowl season. You know, there, there's absolutely an opportunity. Like yeah, I wouldn't do the like the Chiefs for instance. You know you toss the eight hundred in there. 
um, against the Broncos. You feel pretty comfortable in, in that victory. And then if you can find, you know, I feel pretty good about the Raiders. I mean, excuse me, the 49ers taking care of business against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, I don't know about the Chargers against the Rams. That one scares me a little bit. But if you do uh, Cowboys, Chiefs, 49ers, Moneyline, Parlays, minus 115. Like, that feels feels pretty good given the, what, what those teams all need and their, their opponents. If you're Mike Vrabel, why would you play Derrick Henry? Why would you play any of these guys? And I think the same goes for the Jags. Like, Doug Peterson maybe with a little bit more of a reason to play guys because you want to keep the momentum going. But if you got somebody who's banged up, like you need to sit him. Like Derrick Henry, I mean, I want him to play because I want him to get the win the rushing title over Josh Jacobs. Probably not going to happen. But um, man, like it, it, the only thing that matters is Week 18 for these two teams. Nothing yeah, about so Week funny. 17 matters. It's so weird how that's that ends up being the case. But again, it is. And so I'm with you on that roughly. Like, yeah, I don't think that there's really any reason to all of a sudden give Derrick Henry like 22 carries against the Dallas Cowboys defense that is going to be going all out in this game. So I'm with you on that. But I do think, as weird as it sounds, you do kind of play your guys, again, all the healthy guys. If someone's, you know, 50-50 or anything like that, I would lean towards keeping them out. But for the Jaguars, there's something about keeping that momentum going. I, I yeah. just feel like that's... There's something there, and you don't want to kind of mess that one up. But going to Dallas a little bit, I know 10's a, a big number here, but they're 10-3 and three against the spread in the last 13 games against a team with a losing record like Tennessee Ooh. does. And then they're 11-4 and four against the number in their previous 15 road games. So, you know, they, they do play well. Again, huge number, so, you know, not to – Yeah, but I mean, like, this number's gonna get to, with, this number gets to 14 if they start announcing that everybody's out. Four. Yeah, and like, They're like, we're sitting Derrick Henry, we're sitting, you know, like uh, Jeffrey Simmons. And – I mean, Mike Vrabel hinted that they would do that. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if this number climbs quickly. And just with the Jaguars in, in the Texans game, you know, obviously we're looking at it from playoff positioning and stuff like that. But uh, Houston sneaky playing or try, or losing for the number one overall pick. I mean, I this did, you is, learn, did you not learn from the Jets guys? Like, yeah. my God. I mean, you know, obviously a few weeks, a few years ago, this is the difference between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Yeah. So, you know, you never know what kind of player could, you know, if you're, if you're going to be in the Bryce Young sweepstakes, like you might lose Bryce Young in this game. If all of a sudden you start winning and, and quickly Houston, kind of a sneaky good bet this year. Obviously we're talking about them as the number one overall pick, but seven and seven and one against the spread. I mean, it's not, and I think they've covered their last two, like they played, they played well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I would I would probably like the Texans in that spot as well. And I, it, you need to you need to wait and see what Doug, you know Doug Peterson says about those guys. Even if like, and, and it wouldn't be surprising at all if he, they pulled like you get a lead and you yank Trevor Lawrence out in the second half. You know, you have you lose your left tackle. You know, you just don't need you can't have another offensive lineman go down. You, you know, need Travis Etienne to be healthy. But I I do agree. That it's like it would feel it would feel like a momentum killer to to just suddenly pull everybody out from from the Jaguars and. Mm. And, and not keep pushing for it. But Doug Peterson's an Andy Reid guy. Who knows what, you know, who knows what he might ultimately uh, decide to do. The New York Giants. Two games left. Obviously, everybody's two games left. Can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie? Uh, two, there's two scenarios where they can clinch with a t- t- Three scenarios where they can clinch with a tie. Seems like a bit much. If Seattle and Washington both lose, they can clinch. If Seattle... Detroit and Green Bay all lose or Green Bay ties, they can clinch. Or Washington, Detroit, and Green Bay all lose. They can – yeah. So there's like a bunch of ways they can get in if, if several teams lose. But most importantly, they have to they, – they can win and get in. They play the Colts at home on Sunday. And the Giants have been pretty frisky against the spread, right? 
Yeah, I mean, not just frisky, flat out good. 11-4 and four against the spread this go. season. Second best number in the NFL, only looking up to Cincinnati. And this one just is, is interesting to me because they're only laying five. And I, and I know that they have been very similar to the Minnesota Vikings. They're always in these one-score games. More often than not, come out on top. I mean, obviously, you saw that last week against Minnesota themselves with that, that last-second field goal. But to me, it, it, you know, you're going up against a Colts team that is just – awful right now i mean they were not good last week they're expected to start nick Foles the rest of the way with a playoff trip on the line it just feels like i don't mind laying that number it, you know daniel jones hasn't been horrible over the last month or so i, huh? I pulled i pulled up the numbers let me see if i can pull it here yeah last four games he's completing over 70 percent of his passes and has a 93.1 passer rating i mean you know the the, the yardage and the touchdowns aren't as prolific he only has three touchdowns over that four game stretch but He's still a very efficient quarterback right now, and he's moving the ball well with a really depleted wide receiver core. I just feel like this game, they could really start to roll on the Colts, who are going to maybe start laying over even more than they already were this season. I mean, the Colts that Monday night, the end of the second half of that Monday night game was just lifeless. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and when I was making my picture of this game, I was like, man, I kind of want to take the Colts getting, I think it was four at the time. It's already moved up to five. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. I was like, the, the Giants' pass rush has been good. Yeah. And the Colts' offensive line is terrible. Like, I, I would not want to trust the Colts, especially if Nick, Nick Foles or Matt Ryan playing against a, a Giants' pass rush with Kayvon Thibodeau, um, Leonard Williams, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, Dexter Lawrence, not Leonard Williams. He's, uh, wait, is Leonard Williams still there? My, what's wrong with me? Um, Dexter Lawrence is still there. That's the point I was trying to make. Um, I, am, I, I got Christmas spray going on. <laughs> we get Christmas brain. Have it. I can't believe it hadn't happened sooner. Literally, he's still there. Yeah, I'm not yes, crazy. He's, yes, he's still there. Yeah. Thank God. I was like, wait a minute. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. I've been like, they got they got dudes up front, and the yeah. Colts can't block anybody. And you saw it seven sacks in Nick Nick Foles on on Monday night. You know, Je I think Jeff Saturday will try and shorten this as much as possible. Run the ball a ton. Giants get the pass rush home. Can win this game comfortably, like twenty to three, and easily cover. I mean, that's just you know just sort of what you saw from 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 them on Monday night. All right. Um, the picture of the Seahawks. Jets are minus two and a half at Seattle. Mike White is involved. How much does that matter to the spread? Do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's a huge turn of events. Here, obviously, he's he's been the you know the guy the to savior. really put put this team back on the map in terms of the postseason. They're still in it. I mean, they could still certainly make a run to the postseason, and they've Absolutely. done well. And they've done well on the road this season. And again, that's you know a mix mash of quarterbacks in the mix, but five and two against the spread on the road. You would think that Mike White basically moves this game from even to minus two and a half. Seattle, Lumen Fields, it hasn't been the home field advantage that we've known it to be. Yeah. I believe it's three and three against the spread at home this season. So in this Seahawks team is so much on the downward trend. This feels like a good spot for New York here, especially with it under a field goal. To me, that's now, where, this is a sweet spot for me. Now, one thing to note, Geno Smith, 2-0 against the spread and straight up in revenge games this year. Sure, okay. Yeah. Games that he played for before. Um, I think it was the Giants and the Chargers. And now getting, of course, the team, the ultimate, the team that drafted him, the ultimate Geno Smith revenge game, hosting the Jets. In, in a spot, too, where, like, the Seahawks, it's, it's like Seahawks playoff hopes are on life support right now. They're not dead, but they're on life support. And they got, like, you got to win this game. Yeah. I mean, you have to win this game. It didn't, it didn't, don't get me wrong, trending in the wrong direction. Do, you don't feel good about it. I'm just saying, like, 
Seahawks are down to 27%. You win this game, you shoot up to 42%. The Jets eliminated if they lose this game. Uh, Seahawks would be all the way up to 72% if they won their last two against the Jets and the Rams. At home, they'll need to get some help, um, you know, from Minnesota, I guess, you know, to beat the Packers. And then, uh, just trying to do that. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Lions need to, they need to get some help from, um, yeah, the pa- they, need, they need some help from the Vikings to beat the Packers and the Packers to beat the Bears. I mean, the, the Lions, excuse me. I'm trying to think who else is the other competition there in the NFC. Oh, uh, Commandos. Yeah, if Commanders. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Commanders went out, they would get in over the Seahawks. But if the Commanders go one. So they, they need, the Seahawks need some help. A lot. You're, talk, help. you're talking about two desperate teams clinging to the postseason because the Jets, they need, they clinch a playoff berth if they win their final two games. And, and then they're, New they're England, eliminated if they lose here. Yeah. Yes. And then if New England loses one of their final two games, which seems likely, sure. they're playing Miami, playing Buffalo. Again, maybe it's Teddy Bridgewater, but who cares? Jets are very much still in this. Yep. And Mike White, we've seen when he's, I mean, honestly, it's not even Mike White. If it's a quarterback not named Zach Wilson, <laughs> this, this, this team it plays entirely Chad's more Edwin. motivated. I mean, it's just. It's I just made up a name. I don't even know. Like, right. I mean. Chadwick Sedgefield, when he's in the game. When Will Brinson goes in, they, they are just yeah, wildly the more motivated. The offense just, boom, explodes. And so that's, and so when you have the back against the wall season on the line, you get in your quarterback that you are rallying around. Everybody's wearing Mike white t-shirts and all that stuff. He's now back under center. You feel like there's a good upswing here. And so for me with it being less than a field goal, I feel pretty comfortable here going with New York. But again, I see with, I see you on Seattle as well. They're in the same boat. I just feel a little bit better about how New York has been playing over the last few weeks. I, I don't love Seattle, but I do like Geno Smith in revenge games. That's basically oh, yeah. my entire my entire thesis for it. All right, anything else uh, uh, against the spread to look at for this uh, this week? Uh, or, no, uh, I think those are the big ones. You know, yeah. try to kind of put all the playoff and and kind of interesting numbers and all that with with these ones. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I mean that's basically the only other one. Um, Washington could clinch with a win, a Seattle loss, a Detroit loss, and a Green Bay loss or tie. We're just talking about a lot that has to go on in order to, yeah. to really to Some make Some of it gives happen. you a popsicle headache, for sure. Yeah, yeah, a pops, popsicle headache. I like it. All right, that'll do it for us. Sully, as always, a pleasure, buddy. We will um, we'll talk again on Monday. I'll talk to you in the new year. Happy New Year, buddy. Oh, see you next year. That's the kids like, is that right? Because, yeah, that's just right. Yeah. Oh, because Saturday is New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can feel good on Sunday after a bowl game right into New Year's Eve. Can't, can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. Um, fun times. Uh, all right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Sully, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.